Uh, here we go. Another week and another busy week. Lots of things going on. But before we dive into a uh, big weekend here at Los Alamitos, how about we uh, give props to uh, our guest last week, Caleb. Caleb uh, had some very good opinions last week. I thought uh, all around we did a good job, and, and Caleb you know, proves again that you know, he's just a fan of all breeds of the game. Yes, and he is. He was telling us about how he was uh, a, a longtime fan of Los Al uh, back Before when he Before he was even in the business. Yeah, yeah. He, he would go and uh, follow Les Onaka's <laughs> picks, like mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people do. And yes. that's kind of how he got involved in, in Los Al. But, you know, he's sharp. You know, anything uh, he sets his mind to, uh, he can handicap pretty well at. Yeah, we, yeah we, that was a fun pad, podcast. And, of course, he's a, he's a freaking partner of, of mine for, for a lot of the quarters. Uh, broadcast on TV, so maybe another weekend where he scheduled all three nights, uh, he can come in and, and join us again. So uh, he's welcome anytime. Um, but let's uh, let's recap those those trials there last week for the Golden uh, the Governors Cup Futurity and Derby. And <coughs> you knew I uh, you knew I had always touted uh, Provodnikov finally delivered. Yeah. Um, it was a great way to start the start the night. Yeah, what uh, what did the horse end up going off at? I want to say six or seven to one, okay. somewhere around there. Uh, you know, right now, well, let me give you the top ten: Parsons Rocket, powerful favorite, uh, Provodnikov, Striver, Hot Little Kitty, who was visually impressive. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 kind of gave that one a big push as well and delivered. Uh, favorite Wise Lady, Tack Me Up, You Caught My Eye, and his image. And just B and me being the top ten, Parsons Rocket seventeen point five eight, just B and me seventeen point seven eight. So there's not a lot of there's like a gradual difference between first and last uh, qualifier. But uh, overall, what you what you think of the qualifiers? You know, we were looking at Chris O'Dell, mm-hmm. and uh, he just looked loaded that night. I think he we did. were we were a little shocked that uh, Parsons Rocket could actually upset powerful favorite. Yeah. But uh, those horses, they all ran huge. Uh, I was all in on him, and he qualified five out of ten. I thought uh, the horse uh, you really like, Provodnikov, you know, finally came through and uh, showed that big light kick. I was a little worried that uh, the last final eighth for that horse wasn't strong enough, but you know, really kicked it in there late and ran down Striver. Looked pretty nice. And then I looked at that replay again a couple times. Ayan never asked him. Mm-hmm. He never, never asked him. I think he was more worried about getting him out of the gate and getting him into stride. Okay. And once he knew he he had a, a good enough uh, stride under him, he never really asked him. So off of that effort, I still think he can improve. Uh, but overall, it was a very, very fun night. Chris Odell with a huge, huge night. Uh, there's going to be a lot of mounts open. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of riders are going to be able to pick up uh, a few mounts. So it's going to be interesting to see what um, what happens in the finals. Uh, what do you think of Hot Little Kitty to, to end the night? Yeah, I mean, we had always liked that horse from the works, you know, as we said on the show last week, you know, just a big-bodied, kitty-up horse that uh, they always look like they can finish, but in the first two starts, hadn't really fired, but man, just really uh, finally got a clean break and powered home, and uh, we were pretty impressive and excited about uh, getting a a decent little price on that horse home. What was the final odds on that one? I want to say it was 7-2, to because what did, I think, quick to royalty went off. Yeah, uh, I, pretty good. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but probably I, seventy-two four to ones. I think it was right around. Okay, there. yeah, but uh, quick to royalty uh, just didn't break, and and you know that horse doesn't have the the late impact that Hot Little Kitty has, and 
and we got a nice little horse there in a pick four. Yeah, that's going to be a, a very fun final for the Futurity. Uh, flipping the page for the Derby, um, is it safe to say we can call Zettlehead Mr. Trials Night? I mean, he, he runs a big yeah. effort on Trials Night. That's all he does. Yeah, uh, you know, me and this horse have been like oil and water in the past. Uh, I think his first uh, win when he was a maiden, he beat uh, my horse Wild Wonder at like 30-something to one <laughs> last year. So I've, I've uh, disliked this horse ever since. But yeah, like you said, just fires in, in, the, uh, in the trials. But the question is, can he put it back in the final? Yeah, that's going to be the, the question mark for, uh, for Ditto Head. Black Friday, second, chest fire, third, one more cigar, fourth. Um, and the surprise of the night, J-Fire up, only fifth fastest qualifier there with 1992. And she had to work for that victory. Yeah. Uh, maybe you just chalk it up to ring rust uh, uh, for this horse. Uh, just been coming uh, first time off the layoff there. But your pick, Casino Baccarat, almost yeah. uh, caught her in the end. It, it came down to just a, a bob of the nose. I thought on the first glance, uh, Casino Baccarat got it. Were you a little worried yeah. that... Uh, that you got snapped, or because, did you have Casino Baccarat? Well, I, I had the Exacta, um, and all night long, even leading up to you know to that night, I was I was debating, should I go too deep as far as my pick fours and a small pick six that I played? Because I was that scared of Casino Baccarat, because mm -hmm. based on that fourth that he had just run, that was a visually impressive fourth off the rail, had trouble, and then kicked it on. But then he kept looking at Jeff Harrow. She always breaks well. She she yeah. ran well on debut, which means she's going to run well fresh. She always shows gate speed. So everything just added up. And Jaime Gomez brings him back super sharp off layoffs. Yeah. So everything added up that J-Fire Up should win. But the only threat that I thought was Casino Baccarat. And he almost got the job done. Yeah, it was uh, pretty scary there. <laughs> I, when we were walking out, uh, I think I, I told you that before I thought that horse was just all speed. But... Yeah, as he's uh, maturing, I think he's just found uh, another gear on the end of those races and almost caught J-Fire up. You know, it was just a nostril, so, you know, could fire again in the final. Uh, the biggest disappointment for me on that night was Yankee. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll, you know, Cesar de Alba, shout out to Cesar. Uh, you know, a lot of people know he, he went down in a scary spill. Yes. By the way, I did not see the head-on until he posted an Instagram video. Uh, I didn't see it live because they didn't repeat it or anything yeah. in-house. I seen it on his replay. Wow, that that was by far one of the worst yep. spills I've seen, maybe ever in quarter horse racing. Because he literally felt. If you seen the pan shot, which we all saw watching the race live, it looked like he land. He might have landed on the side of the horse. Watching the head on, he completely landed in front of the horse yeah. and got trampled by yep. uh, by his mount. Yeah, I was the same thing uh, because I'm just look you know looking at the uh, in house feed. And of course, uh, with the uh, book of matches having to be euthanized uh, for for that accident, you know they only showed it once, and uh, until Caesar posted it, you know that was the first time I saw it. Man, it was really scary. But uh, you know he 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 did have some broken bones, mm -hmm. and he was cut up, and uh, he's probably really really sore after all that. But you know, thank God that he's okay, and uh, it'll he'll just uh, have some time off. Yeah, shout out to Caesar there. Hope uh, you're doing well, but to touch back on Yankee, Yankee Caesar was supposed to ride Yankee for the first time, so he got taken off. And looking down the entry, so I was like, there's one rider available that Matt Fells has used before and has been using that's not riding, and that was Rodrigo. And Rodrigo mm -hmm. did get them out, and Yankee broke clean, but then kind of 
broke on the wrong lead, drifted in, and never got into rhythm, just a little bit flat. Luckily, it was only two trials, so we still able to qualify, but uh, that was a little bit of a disappointing effort there. Yeah, when the horse broke, I think we just were expecting another Yankee effort. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, he broke slow, but here he comes. He's going to run, but he just looked very dull. Yes. He didn't look like the same Yankee. Uh, Matt Fales has uh, some work to do uh, from here to the final. Like he said, it, you know, makes it in uh, just off there being two trials. So uh, maybe he didn't really have to ask the horse that hard. I'd just uh, I'd be really uh, wary of playing that horse uh, back in the final. Yeah, it's going to be uh, you know overall both finals are going to be very very interesting. There's not like uh, you know yeah, uh, J up is not the runaway we expected. Exactly. Um, I don't think that that gives her the credentials to just. Uh, be a huge, huge favorite. She's still going to go off as a favorite because of the credentials. Uh, but now it's a little bit dicey because uh, she is the fifth fastest qualifier. Uh, Yankee was eighth. Dunfus would be ninth. My favorite cartel, Tenso. Uh, Ditto hit. Can he run back-to-back good races in the finals? Uh, we'll have to find out. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the question uh, everybody has to ask. Uh, I, I kind of like chance to fire mm-hmm. uh, if this horse gets off the rail. Yeah, I picked a... I picked a her on the return that night, just uh, drawn along the rail. I don't think that uh, suited her too too well, but maybe a better post draw. Uh, and Cody rides back in the final. I think has a big chance there. Uh, maybe one more cigar for Jaime, yeah, which mm-hmm. I think we always uh, tend to discount in the <laughs> finals. But the horse uh, seems to just run his race, you know. And if anybody comes up short, you know, like you said, J fire up doesn't fire again. Who who knows what could happen? At this point, I don't know what I'm going to do in in the Derby. And the futurity, I'm leaning towards still sticking with Provodnikov because I, the the more I watch that replay, he was never asked for his best. Uh, it's a toss right now. My two towards the top would probably be Provodnikov and and uh, Hot Little Kitty will be probably my top two right now. But still, we got to wait for post positions. But it's going to be a fun night here. Come in just one week's time with California Brader, uh, California Champions Night. Uh, that's going to be a fun night. Yeah, I don't know who I'm really going to go with in the in the fraternity because uh, horse I really like powerful favorite. I think his stock is is dropping yeah. uh, among you know the players that have seen him on the replays and stuff. I I think he should have definitely beat Parsons Rocket mm-hmm. even after the you know not so great start that he had. But yeah, I really don't know who I'm going to go with. Uh, I, I really like Hot Little Kitty, like you said, uh, the way that horse finished. But I think my horse right now is going to be favorite wise lady. I, I think. Uh, that horse broke really sharp, yeah. but got a little green uh, there, and we had to wait an objection out uh, from coming over and uh, maybe taking the path of a horse. Stewards uh, said no change, so uh, got into the final, so I think that's going to be my pick. Yeah, it's, it's, we're going to have to wait for post-position draws, but overall, both finals are going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Professor G just sent out a tweet that that he said that is going to be competing in the Spencer, Spencer Childers. Okay. Uh, on Champions Night, so uh, he's making a comeback. I think didn't he put up a work of like seventeen fifty or? It might have been something. Uh, like I think I, he puts up those ridiculous work <laughs> times. That yeah, when when he came back last year, I think this was about the same path he was on. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, look forward to seeing him. The then. goal is to to make the the champion of champions in December. So we'll see yep. uh, how he runs on Champions Night. So it's gonna be a fun night, July twenty eighth. If you're in the area, come on down to Los Alamitos. Uh, it's always one of the best uh, nights in, in all of Coto Horse Racing here, Los Al, as far as gambling-wise. You have yeah. big fields, you have competitive fields, and all races are 
stakes, whether it be a $5,000 claiming stakes, all the way to the finals of the Derby and the Futurity. And of course, the older horses there, like uh, He's Last Fire. All right. Winter Nationals. Oh, biggest night of the oh, year. By far. Uh, are you ready for all the kids outside oh, your set? Man. This is, I, <laughs> for the people that watch the quarters, you guys, if you guys think, uh, you know, the my daycare operation that I'm running there on the side is full, <laughs> wait until Saturday. I mean, Saturday, Saturday night uh, for the Winter Nationals here at Los Lomitos, it's a packed house. And this is going to be your first Winter Nationals on the set, correct? I think, I want to say, I don't know if I was on last year. I might okay. have been on. But uh, yeah. it, I have to look back. But for sure, this feels like the first one. Uh, maybe last year I got called off to bat last minute and just came in. Uh, but no, by far. Um, yeah, this is the biggest night, uh, the biggest day of the year at Los Alamitos. We get the biggest crowd. Um, somewhere between eight and 10,000 yeah. people here on track. Um, every seat on the grandstand is taken. If you mm -hmm. get up, uh, you're not getting that seat back. <laughs> No. Uh, and it's going to be fun. First, uh, winner uh, dog race begins at 6.30. And the first horse race is at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Um, then the championship for the uh, winner dogs will go around 9.05. Yeah, so, so. that's going to be fun. Uh, so come on out early. I believe gates open at 4, 4.30. Um, get here early. The earlier you can, the better. Um, yes. Bring the family. Bring the kids. You'll Don't, see all the wiener dogs oh, out yeah. on the grandstand. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you know, you're welcome to bring your dog out, and uh, they they run around. They have a lot of fun down there, and that's uh, just a good time for everybody. I already got a, in my hands the 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 program, <laughs> the pocket program for the wiener dogs. That also has a, the entries for the horses on the cover. Who can beat Baby Bo? Baby that, Bo's back. Oof. He he took the he took the championship in 2017. Um, it was only 18 months when he when he won the title, and I talked to Professor G. He told me he's more much more much more mature, <laughs> much more faster out of the gates. Man, Baby Bo, the early favorite uh, for the championship. Yeah, how about uh, Burgard calling all the wiener dog races? Oh, that's fun. You, you think uh, okay? I'm just gonna take uh, this time in between races just to relax and get ready. But no, Burgard stays on top, and and he announces every uh, dog race, every dog's name. You know he. He uh, definitely uh, puts his money into it, and this is one of the nights where you know, I'm, you know, I tell the I tell the viewers, you know, tune to TVG and 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 you know and uh, watch us on the quarters, but also have have your laptop or your second TV um, on the in-house live feed because yeah. sometimes we we might be on commercials while one of the heats of is going on. If you're watching live here, you're gonna see every single doggy race live with commentary from Ed Burgard. Can't miss it. Uh, be sure to tune in. It's going to be a fun night. Yeah, it's definitely the night to be here yes. at Los Al, I think. You know, you just you get everybody packed in here, and it, it just has a buzz about it. Uh, it's all for charity. Yes. And so it goes to a good cause. And uh, just like we said, it's a nice family event. And uh, you get to see, you know, just like a fraternity trial night, except it culminates that night. And uh, you, you get to pick your favorite dog and try and follow him to the final. That's going to be fun. And in addition to... Uh, there's going to be 10 trials, 10 trials of, of eight eight doggies. Uh, the winner of each trial moves on to the final. Baby Bo will go in trial number four. Baby Bo, trial number four, he's going to wear the number five. But also the Seal Beach Invitational. These are for doggies that are not quite wiener dogs. Uh, I, I guess uh, <laughs> Professor G gave them a special race. 
So the Seal Beach Invitational, Field of Five, will go around 7.38 p.m. They're not quite wiener dogs. There might be mix, mixes of small dogs, uh, but they have their own little Invitational. Yeah, wiener dog uh, night has had its controversies in, <laughs> yeah. in the past to whether these are purebred, uh, purebred dachshunds that are out there. Because, you know, we get a lot of ones that are, you know, way too big uh, for just a, you know, a purebred dachshund. And some dachshunds have gone on to just romp the field, yes. you know. And uh, so since then, I think Orlando's really uh, buckled down. And uh, he doesn't let any oversized wiener dogs in there uh, that look like they can uh, overtake the field. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night, July uh, 21st here. We're going to take a look at that card uh, for this week. But the Winter Nationals, for once, we can say that the main quarter horse racing will take second second seat for the live crowd. The live crowd is all about the doggies. It's going to yep. be a fun night. Come on out uh, and wrestle the crowds into Los Alamitos. I just got a tweet. Shout out to Lumpy. Lumpy tweeted and said, like, I'm sitting here wondering where we can purchase all those pony hats. What better <laughs> headwear to sport while watching the quarters? Uh, big uh, podcast fans, could we send them your way and get them autographed by you both, Curtis and Jose? Ah, such an honor, man. Like, uh, there's been like quite a number of people that have been asking me about the hats. I've been working on this, like the store to get these hats available. Yeah. And I, I think I finally got it down. I've been ordering a few samples and I actually like what I have now. And people have seen my pictures. So, uh, lumpy, the hats might be coming soon. And of course, if, if you want to get one and you want to get a little autograph by, uh, the head man <laughs> and those ponies, we'll, we'll make it happen. Shout out to Lumpy there, uh, a frequent listener of the podcast. Yeah, well, uh, we made him, made him, made him, and him, and uh, good old lights, I yeah, believe, is, is his tag on, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, they hit both pick fours after uh, yes, following our discussion with Caleb last week. So, uh, I, yeah. yeah, I think we uh, we did some good and made the people some money. Yeah, that's going to be fun. All right, let's take a look at Saturday's card. Uh, by the way, did you make it to Del Mar for opening day? No, I uh, actually I was working at TVG okay. uh, because. They just had such a, a an influx of, of workers and people that needed to be there, especially um, I'm sure people have, have seen TVG since then, uh, the new graphics that, that came out. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I'm a big fan, and it seems like uh, nobody's really said anything negative, uh, which is pretty hard uh, to come about on, on Twitter, yeah. uh, but I think everybody's been pretty supportive of it, but they were implementing that that day, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll come in, but uh, I just watched from home. Yeah, that was a, it was a fun day. I was debating while of making the drive or not, but then uh, you know I started really looking at diving into the cards here. Los Al entries came out on Tuesday for Friday, on uh, Wednesday for for this big Saturday card uh, with the doggies and all. Um, and I just got to cut up. I didn't make it down to open today, but okay. I, did, I did make a few bets. Yeah, yeah I saw on Twitter that uh, you gave out some winners, correct? Yeah, I guess, you know, there's a you know a few fans out there of the tacos and trifecta special that I do for ABR. The key play was the ocean side, the featured stakes there. He'd, uh, he'd uh, a horse there, first, second, and third. I believe he was a 10 horse. And the name escapes me so much right now because I've been looking at so many names yeah. the last few weeks. But he held on for, he took the lead like I thought he was going to do. And he held on for third. We got a couple of prize on top. I want to say 15 to 1 or maybe 18 to 1 or something like that. And then the 10, which ended up going maybe 4 to 1. But it was six to one on the morning line. But Trifecta came back five hundred bucks, four ninety something. It's perfect. So yeah, overall, I saw some people uh, replying to you. The, thanks for the uh, the pick and the, yeah. some dollar signs around there. Yeah. So uh, 
I know you had to be uh, giving out something. Yeah. You know, I heard one thing from Joyce when I was uh, watching the feed yeah. on TVG. Mike Joyce said he bets the front end when the tide is high, and he bets the closers when the tide is low. I, I heard that too. I mean, it's one of the most ridiculous it, is, things is I've that, ever heard. Is there some truth to that? I, I have no idea. I was going to ask you, because you follow the thoroughbreds yeah. a, lot, a lot closer yeah. than I do, but I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask you how the track was playing. And this, this played, I think this topic came up during the Breeders' Cup at Del Mar last year. Uh, that some people actually mentioned this this angle too. I don't know <laughs> if there's any truth to it, honestly, but I've heard it. Yeah. Uh, but it, the first day, you uh, the track looked kind of really deep. Okay. Um, the speed wasn't holding on, but then you weren't getting the closers. Like you want to be close to the pace early on. Uh, you don't want to be too far back. Today, there I've seen a few more off the pace kind of runners. So overall, I think the track is playing kind of fair now. If you aggregate. The first few days, okay. uh, but definitely you want to be closer to the pace, at least on, on the dirt for sure, um, out of Del Mar. But I can say, in probably all my life, these two first two couple of two uh, gambling days, uh, two three days, have been my best start as far as gambling wise. Uh, I'm already up uh, quite a bit of money the first couple of days betting Del Mar. And I think it's more about I've I've been staying away a lot from the horizontals, the mm -hmm. pick threes, pick fours, pick fives. And I've been focusing more on verticals, whether it's exactas, wind bets, and trifectas. Of course, trifectas have been my most handle now in the last year or so. And I've made a good amount of profit. I think I'm getting to where, like, I know I'm getting a lot more profitable if I'm sticking to the verticals instead of the horizontals. Uh, because if you ride in one race, you, you're able to cash. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's what happened with Ferodnikov. I missed the five to two shot in race one that night, which mm -hmm. was a Barrington Harvey and a Bradwick horse, and that's the only one I missed. And I paid eighteen hundred bucks to pick four, so I was kicking myself. But I came back and I played the big three starting in race two, like five or six times, mm -hmm. and ending with Proanikov, and I think it paid like two hundred bucks, so I made like a grand. And then I I keyed the trifectas and the supers with Proanikov. So if you're right about one horse in one specific race, you're able to make quite a bit of money. Uh, that's where I've been focusing. So. Um, I think it's it's a it's paying off where you're like sometimes as a horse player you're like you know me and you we text every now and then we're like oh I like one specific course yeah and we only bet like win bet because we're yeah. like if we want to be right we're tempted like if it's in a pick four we're like oh, should we play a pick four yeah but sometimes I'm fine with just the same play instead of playing a ten twenty thirty dollar pick four I'll just place a twenty dollar win bet on a horse and be done with it. Yeah, cause you have to really luck out in those other races. Yeah, you know if what happens if uh, you you like a favorite, so you think, okay, well, I better go all you know, but one horse here. That way, I can try and catch a price and, and you know really find the value here. But maybe your horse doesn't end up being as low as odds as you yeah. thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely what you're doing is what I tell people. Not everybody's a pick four player. Not no. everybody's a pick six player, pick five. You know, some people like trifectas. Some people only play one way exactas. No. I think you just find what you're good at and, and uh, what is the most profitable for you and, and stick with that. Yeah, I think that's that's the key there. Uh, sometimes we forget we don't have to bet every race. We go to the track yes. and we're like, <laughs> I want to bet every race. No, you don't. Yes. Like, take your, pick your spots and see. You know, obviously, like, some people are like, oh, I like the short fields because uh, if I like, a three to one shot. It only had to beat four other horses. Some people are like, I love the big fields. I want to see big odds. So it's a mix of things, but 
I've learned over the years, you don't have to bet every race. Yeah. But if you have an opinion uh, in a in half of those 10 race cards, then if you're right about one of them, you're probably going to make money at the end of the day. So that would be my advice so far uh, at the Mart. You're going on dirt, stick to horses that have tactical speed, um, and then uh, focus on the verticals. If you're right about one race, about one race uh, try to crush it and then uh, make some money that way. Perfect. I think that's great advice. Are there any other races or horses you're looking forward to down the line at Del Mar? Not yet. Um, I, you know, people were following me on Twitter yesterday. I actually looked at the whole card. I was done with Los for Saturday, and I had a little bit of time. So I was going race by race, uh, and I gave out maybe – I tweeted five races. I think three of them came through. So we got a, quite a, a few people that, that uh, checked out yesterday. But so far, there hasn't been a lot – of horses that have uh, that did well, LaSalle. There's a few horses that did well, LaSalle, that haven't translated all that well to Del Mar just yet, from a few that I've seen. Uh, so, for some reason, this meet at LaSalle that just concluded, uh, I felt like the quality wasn't there uh, as previous years. So yeah. I, I, there used to be a, a few more uh, horses or, or races that you said, oh, these horses. They ran a good second, or they won here, and I think they can make some noise down at Del Mar. I didn't see as much of that this meet, so I'll be a little bit weary whether in supporting some of the horses that are coming out of Los Al. Yeah, I felt when I was looking at entries uh, for the daytime meet here at Los Al uh, this go around that it seemed a lot more people were saving their horses uh, yeah. for for the upcoming meet at Del Mar. Their entries just uh, they look pretty stacked there the first couple days. And we saw a lot of five-horse fields, six-horse fields here. And, you know, took away some of the nighttime horses to run in the daytime. But, yeah, I, I didn't really see any future superstars. Yeah. Maybe that, that were the buzz. Did you see anybody that were? Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's right. Instagram. Instagram is like all the buzz horses. He, that's right. He's, he might be the horse to watch out of the mar. I think he's pointing towards the futurity. Okay. Uh, towards the end of the meet. That might be a horse that, you know, what we're talking about, what horse to watch. Instagram will probably be on everybody's stable mail by now when he comes back. But yeah, don't don't know of any more horses that I can think off the top of my mind. But like, uh, what was it? Uh, Axeman scratch. Yeah, Axe that Man, one day yeah. and the other Baffer. Yeah. Uh, oh well, Axeman raced, but he oh, threw did a clunker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the other Baffer came back. That's and, right. And rally there. Uh, I had draft pick on that, and he got beat up on the wire. So. We'll we'll have to see what some of the horses come back and do afterwards. But um, your dad ended up the season strong. Yeah, he uh, he put two winners back to back there. And you weren't here for the photo. No, I was sitting there watching home. I came out. I don't know how many times in the daytime, and he had fairly decent shots. And I thought, okay, I'm going to come hang out because I just love to come to the races and hang out with yeah. my dad and all the trainers and gamblers and stuff. But yeah, you know, he had a couple and they threw clunkers. And I thought, ah, I'm just going to stay home. And boom, he pops up <laughs> yeah. with a double. And one of them was a horse that I had watched, uh, you know, the watched the other time run you know, the weeks prior yeah. here at Los Al, just threw a clunker and then came back mm -hmm. and uh, just rallied down the lane. I think went off eight to one. And I, okay, well, good for my dad. Well, let me tell you this: I was a guest on Ed Burgard's pre 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 race seminar that day. Yeah, on closing day, and uh, your dad was in race. I want to say it was back to back races. I want to say yeah. races five and six or four or five, something like that. Well. He was still zero, zero for the meet. And then in, in the race prior, where he had 
It was a lower price horse, right? Five to twos, maybe seven. Went off at five to two. Well, yeah, four to one. Yeah, it was like very thankful, I yeah. think, was the horse. Well, I was in the pre-race uh, seminar with Ed Burgard, and I mentioned that your dad had come close but not hadn't gotten a win yet. And I was like, you know, I don't think it's going to come here. And I was like, I don't like this one. But Edgar, Edgar Berger was like, oh, I like him here. Yeah. But I was like, but he's going to get his first winner in the next card. <laughs> so I I picked the the 8-1 to one on shot. Okay, that was uh, Katsumoto. Yeah, I picked him on top because he drew the rail in the first start locally. Mm-hmm. The rail could be very tricky here with that, with that slight right-hand bend down the yeah. back stretch. If you don't get out of way cleanly, you're going to get shuffled back. So he got off the rail, second off the claim, drew the outside. I thought he was he was going to be the best horse. He rallied down the backstretch and got the job done. Yep. Um, but then he won with the with the very thankful. I think that one won pretty easily in the end. Yeah, uh, that horse won by uh, I think five or six yeah. in, in the end. But you know that was a nighttime horse, uh, just pure speed. Just got out there and and nobody could catch him. He just drew off. And that was a, and that was another thing during the daytime. You see a lot of the nighttime horses, the speed runners going four and a half or eight seventies. You really see him win maybe two or three races. It was very sporadically during the daytime. I didn't see a lot. Of, maybe I seen a couple, a handful mm-hmm. uh, that translated uh, in meets pads. You see a lot more of them. Uh, this time it was more about class droppers from across town really dominating. Okay. Um, so that was another observation I had. But your dad finished off strong. You missed two photos. Yeah. Um, and then now he's uh, he's he's got a good amount of stable now that I've seen him run more more consistently across town. So. Uh, we'll yeah. see if he can get a winner down at Del Mar. Yeah, he's got some uh, owners uh, with some uh, money to back him now and, and get some better stock. You know, it's, I don't think people realize how hard it actually is to win a race at, at uh, Del Mar. I mean, I have, I've been down there a million times, you know, never been in a picture. I'm sure Agapito's been down there a ton of time <laughs> and, and, and run dead last. And then you got to get on that freeway yeah. and drive all the way back. Yeah. But I think uh, people take for granted people Doug O'Neill winning so many races exactly, yeah. early in the meet, but uh, they don't realize how tough it actually is to win there. And uh, quick to know that Doug O'Neill, I think, won four out of the first first five races on opening day, so he's off to a hot start. Uh, Jelly Ho- Jerry Hollandover, I think he only won like a handful of races the entire summer last year. Mm-hmm. He's already got four or five wins to start. <laughs> so those two barns are off to the races at Del Mar. But yeah. You know, some of the small barns, if you can win one down at Del Mar, that could make all the summer. Yeah. Because the purses are strong. Uh, the owners will be excited because, you know, small stable, you can get a winner down there. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun meet. Uh, I'm going to try to sneak away and make it maybe on a Wednesday because uh, they have this fish taco special from the break on Wednesdays. Oh, that'd be perfect. Man, I've got to go make a taco and perfect <laughs> on site. I did one last year for their 17 hands. 17 hands is like a bar. Next to the paddock there. Okay. I uh, did a taco review, but they're going to have the Brig fish tacos on Wednesdays now in the season. So they're, they're, they're gonna, they don't have to twist my arm. I'm going to be out there uh, on a Wednesday coming soon down to Del Mar. Cheese or no cheese on the no fish cheese, taco? No okay, cheese. I'm sorry. Stupid yeah, question. No I apologize, everybody. <laughs> uh, are you going to make it? I'll probably go down uh, once or twice. I, I always like to go down there. Well, you know, Same thing as Santa Anita. Yeah. You know, I, I like to go down there and just hang out for the day. Ed Burgart does the same thing. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll pick a day out, and uh, he'll go down there. Yeah, me and Ed Burgart, we've, we've met up there on Mondays, those dollar Mondays. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few adult beverages for a buck. It's nice to just, uh, just to go back and be a fan. Like I said, coming here in the daytime, 
I don't have to type up any charts. <laughs> no. I don't have to worry about getting any scratches or changes. It's, it's just fun to go gamble and, and uh, be a degenerate for the day. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun <laughs> to scream at the TV, uh, whether you're at the track or at home. So, All right, let's take a look at Wiener's National Saturday at Los Alamitos. We have an eight-race card, like I mentioned. First race scheduled for 7 to 5 p.m. The first doggy race around 6.30. So get here early. Yes. Don't miss out on the doggy races. Bring the kids. Bring the family. It's going to be a fun night of racing. All right, race number one, we got four and a half thoroughbreds claiming, maiden claimers there, still trying to make the diploma. Field of six. How did you see this race? I went to the inside uh, with the favorite right off the bat for Jose Avalos off the claim. Ran a nice uh, second first time out. You know, didn't show a lot of speed, but you know, our old adage, second time Los Al should definitely uh, be closer to the pace this time. And it's a field that doesn't really have a lot of early pace to begin with. It lost a horse, Scoliism, mm-hmm. who uh, I think also ran second first yeah. time here and then won uh, this race here that we're looking at. But I think just really should uh, should improve second time here at Los Al. By the way, we want to welcome back jockey Vinny Bednar. Another one yes. that had been out for a while, uh, with the, you know was injured in a spill as well. He's back riding. So you're going to pick the, the one on top, right? Yes. Who's the uh, second choice? I went to the three uh, for my dad, North Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this horse has had two pretty good seconds. Uh, I like the way it was finishing last time. I just don't know if it's got the same late kick that Soft Trip has, but I, I think that I'm probably only going to use the one and three. I like Kelly McDade uh, gets aboard here. I think Eddie Pierres is trying to ride more at Del Mar. Yes, I, I think, think so. uh, that's the rumor. So uh, uh, no questions really as to why uh, uh, we have Kelly over uh, Edgar Pires here, uh, just substituting uh, for Pires going across. So I'm going to go with the three in second. All right, I'm going to pick the six, local mango on top. I'm going towards the outside. This horse was part of a four-way duel last time out in between runners. Uh, it was just a tough spot to be in. Put the head in front down the backstretch and then just weaken late there against much tougher at Santa Anita. Takes a drop in class. And I like the outside draw for these kind of runners. Yes. That they, don't, they haven't had the local experience. And I think drawing the outside gives them that benefit of not being pressured in between horses coming out of the gate. So I'll pick the six on top. The second will be my second choice for everything you said. I thought it was a very good second. Uh, was asked throughout to keep up, but overall just finished with, with good energy. And for my third choice, I'll go to the five. Downhill run here for Vinny Bednar coming up, back up. Had some more speed than, than what it appears on paper. Uh, was kind of blocked behind runners. Was able to nap there. there so. I'll go six, one, five. I went one, three, six. All right, that's race one. Race two, the closing leg of the early double. Four and a half thoroughbreds, conditional claimers. Claiming price of 2,500. We got a field of six. And the morning favorite is going to be the three Jetpack Black for Lorenzo Ruiz. Juan Sanchez jumps aboard uh, for the first time. Is this six to buy favorite the horse of, the horse to beat? You know, this is one of my favorite angles at Los Al. Uh, a horse facing much tougher at 870s and, and staying, you know, fairly close. I mean, it was four back, but yeah. those were against runners Hot Bob and, and Kalula, who I, I think uh, have been pretty tough here since they've come to Los Al. So I definitely think this is the horse to beat. As long as, you know, this drop in class helps, goes all the way back to the $2,500 level that the horse was claimed at and was actually on the lead that day and only lost by half a length uh, time to get ahead so i i think just a uh, speed sharpening in those 870s 
there's not a, a ton of speed, I think, in this field. So it should be a lot closer to the pace than the last two. I give it a big chance. All right, Jetpack Black there. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Dropping in class, going up to 42500 Was claimed for this price four starts back, but had been racing class. And I think after earning a couple of minor checks, I think the connections are just dropping in class to get a victory. I do definitely think he's uh, he's the horse to beat. The Fort Calabrasca is going to be my second choice here. Kind of broke out last time out, was bumped back, and was last early in that four for long distance. Uh, steady around the turn, just, you know, that was too much trouble going for furlongs. I think with a cleaner start, I think the four could be the big upset here. Uh, and then the six on the outside, Yoler's way, uh, has been off since March, but uh, was able to make the lead and hold on for the victory last time out. Don't know if he's quick enough to stay close early on. We'll have to find out, uh, but that's definitely the third choice. So I'll go three, four, six. I went three, one, six. I thought Astutely maybe could sit. Uh, just off Jetpack Black and probably Yodler's Way, who will be the main rival for uh, the three up front. And I uh, go back four starts last time. It uh, gets reunited with the the rider that won last time, Vinny Bednar. You know, it was, had a stocking trip and closed. I'm hoping to get that same trip this time. All right, that's race number two. To recap, I'll go three, four, six. Three, one, six. All right. Race number three. Another four and a half for a long event. Claiming price twenty five hundred. Conditional claimers three year olds and up, which have never won two races, two maiden races, and two races for a thousand or less not considered. Um, field of seven here, and um, you know, Rim Ditch coming in from Arizona uh, had previous race have, has previously raced here at Losal. It's going to be two to one on the morning line. Juan Sanchez is going to be aboard. Uh, but who's uh, who's going to be your pick here? I went along the inside with Bucky Goldstein. Uh, yeah, kind of a, a hard luck runner. Yes, uh, for my dad is going to have to close in here. But I like this horse should get the trip behind the five, six, and seven, who I think are all going to have to be battling for the lead. Uh, if this horse can just stalk and, and tuck inside, and finally, you know, uh, instead of lugging out, sit along the inside, maybe save some ground. Show that late kick he has and can finally get a win picture. Yeah, Bucky Goldstein there is going to be 7-2 on the morning line. I'm going to give uh, the 7 the check mark on the outside just because of that early speed. Uh, this horse had, has shown speed here over the, the daytime mobile here at Los and also across town at Santa Ida. Um, has rates 870 there, four starts back uh, when fading against tougher. Juan Sanchez jumps aboard. Let's see what kind of speed the 7 can show on the outside. For a second, I'll pick the 5 here. Huey, uh, who was that was a visually impressive game win. Um, was pressed from both sides. I thought this this horse was able to just put both of those away and, and go on to take the victory in fifty two and two. The time is not the fastest, mm -hmm. but just visually, I thought this horse ran a very good race. And then for third, I'll pick the one Bucky Goldstein, who uh, I think should should stave all the ground there along the inside. Uh, I'm a little bit worried that this horse has burned a lot of money. Uh, has been the favorite in what six out of the last eight starts something yeah. like that uh but Vinny jumping back aboard uh he's rolling well before i think he's going to save the ground and can pick up the pieces so i'll go seven five one i went one six seven the only horse uh we didn't talk about was the other trees runner zakian yeah one last time uh, after drawing clear for 3200 15 and, to one yeah night. and i just thought uh, that was pretty good we got bumped bid three deep and still drew clear 
yes. and uh, drops down another level. You know, maybe uh, they're just running this horse down their throats, hoping they take it. But uh, I think might have a tough time uh, with rim ditch to the outside. Huey to the inside uh, is really going to be hard fought along the lead, but I think has a big shot. Did, did George give you side eye when this horse won? Oh, because of I, course. Because I think there was another one in there for you, Dad. And I think this this horse, <laughs> this horse bid three deep and, and started drawing clear. He gave me the side eye, <laughs> and I just shrugged, and he said, don't worry, I had him. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's learned. <laughs> he's learned. I always use the bigger price trees there yeah. when he's got two or three. All right, race number four, the closing leg of the early pick five. We're going to go the abbreviated distance of four furlongs here. $2,500 is the claiming price, three-year-olds and up, which have not won a race in 2018. So someone is going to get their first winner circle picture of 2018 here. A field of eight. I thought this was an interesting gambling race uh, because, you know, if you look past the one, I think it's wide open. But just on numbers, the one deserves to be the favorite. And the one is my pick as well here. I think he's, he's as speedy as can be, uh, you know, Clear second last time out was four over four lengths clear with third place finisher. Uh, McDade was aboard. McDade has been aboard the last two times. Has shown terrific speed. I think with a clean start from the rail, this horse could be long gone. Yeah, definitely looks uh, the part of a major player with the, all the speed to the inside. You know, drawed well uh, along the rail. Actually, one of the three, Giant Mark. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and beat Run Bro Run. Just been having trouble finishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is at the four furlong distance, but still, you know, it has been weakening there uh, late. But I went with Giant Mark. I I thought if we look two outs back here at the $4,000 level at Los Al, was finishing well and only lost by a length and a quarter to to Battle Jet, uh, who's a a pretty good, I think that's Jose Avalos, uh, another Jose Avalos Mm -hmm. runner, uh, who's pretty quick. And it was only a length and a quarter back of that one. Went to the the daytime last time at five and a half and, and, was near the front but just weakened there at the end so making the cutback i think will do good and a little class relief going from 6250 to 2500 hopefully can swoop on run bro run in the stretch uh, ready to rob racing there for the owners of giant mark keith Cremel, Vinny bednar jumping back aboard on this runner he's definitely a threat i went one two three uh the two horse councilman here brandy aquino another one that broke fast last time out dueled in between runners and the winner of that effort come on smacky came from the back of the pack. So Councilman did all the work, set it up for a horse that came from the off the pace and got the job done. But Councilman, Councilman finishing second there uh, ahead of could have, should have did. He came back twin off of that effort. So overall, I thought it was a very good race from Councilman. I'll go one, two, three. Yeah, same numbers, three, two, one. All right, so just a little backwards there in race yeah. number four. All right, race five, the start of the late pick four. Reminder, only an eight race program here. Uh, on Winner Nationals Night. By the way, do you like Winner Schnitzel? Oh, I love Winner Schnitzel. Yeah. The pretzel oh. dog. I like the pretzel bun. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And then with pastrami, too. I, I like the, going there and getting the uh, the five corn dogs for $5 Ooh, deal. Yeah. I get that. Or the mini corn dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of their hot yeah. dogs. <laughs> they have some good fries, too. I'm a big fan. Yeah, fries. my wife, she likes the chili cheese she fries does? from there. Yeah, that's oh. what she gets there. And then... Uh, the one uh, nearby here on Catella, they have the Tasty Freeze, uh, so she'll get the Oh, they chili. do have a Tasty Freeze as well? Yeah, combined, so you can get a little treat after after wow. your meal. Talk about clutch. Yep. Right? Huge huge acquisition. Yeah, that them. is. That is a huge acquisition. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Winnie Schnitzel there for the Winter Nationals for Saturday night. Race 5, the start of the late pick 4. 
870-yard event. Maiden's here. So someone is going to get the, the diploma on Saturday. Field of seven. Who did you end up going with here? You know, I'm going to preface this race by saying I'm not a fan of anyone, really. Ooh, it's a tough uh, race. Looking through, I, I really – because as I've said before, I'm not a big fan of, of quarter horses in 870 races. Yeah. So uh, the only one I'm really confident in would be the four, uh, Papa Caballero yeah. uh, for Art Sherman. Uh, this horse has been pretty tough uh, at the the daytime or at the nighttime level. Mm-hmm. You know, 870 was only a length back, uh, a Valley Boy. But I think uh, did that horse come back and run second again uh, for Sherman, second or third. Okay, yeah. but I mean that horse is pr- uh, pretty competitive and only finished a neck behind that one. Uh, but was three deep and uh, three to four wide there and, and kept to task. You know, tried the daytime oval and went five and a half, but just didn't have the stamina to go long. But shortens back up to the 870-yard distance. I, I think this one can sit the best trip uh, out of the other thoroughbreds. And uh, I, I just this is the only one I, I'm really confident in. I went with the three, oh, my soul, in second. Okay. Um, I really like the four because Kelly got off of the three to, yeah. to go aboard here. Uh, Jesus Mendoza does pretty well in 870s. I, I like him in there, but again, uh, is forwardly placed, but but tends to weaken. And uh, who did you like in here? You know, I went back and forth, uh, and I ended up picking the only quarter horse in the field, the inside runner for <laughs> Danny's Givens, just because of the speed. I, I'm not sure. I, any, yeah, I'm not sure anyone is quick enough to make the lead away from the one, and that scares me. You know, the, the, he. He's a quarter horse that has made the lead here going in 70. And this might be the field that that doesn't want to finish. I mean, the yeah. main threat is three, oh my soul. That horse does not have any late punch in him. Exactly. Uh, so that makes me like this could be the the field that you've just been food you've just been food has been asking for. So I picked the one on top, uh, just because of that quarter horse speed. Caesar Franco uh, has ridden him well pretty much going 870, finished a good second, two starts back. Uh, the four there, I picked for second for everything you said. Lightly race, gets back over the nighttime mobile, finish a good third last time out, and Kelly McDade jumps off the three to ride the four. For my third choice, I'll give you a little bit of a long shot play here. And it, it is, this is going to be my official long shot play of the night okay. on the Nightlines program. That's going to be the six. Count your steps here uh, for Juan Sanchez. I'm just looking back all the way to that debut back in May. 21-3 and three over the Tapita at Golden Gate. Uh, it's pretty smoking fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, anytime you go sub-22 over the torpedo over there, it's you're going really quick when it translates to dirt. Now, a lot of that times that speed doesn't translate, so we'll have to find out. But just because of that, I'm taking a gamble that this horse can maybe show a good speed uh, here coming over the nighttime mobile. And it's a, I think it's a good plus that Juan Sanchez jumps aboard for this Angela Aquino trainee. And another thing, the same owners and breeders, they still own this horse. So it's not like it was... Uh, privately purchased or privately sold horse. So they're still keeping ownership of this horse. They're maybe just looking for an easier spot. So that could be the long shot play of the night. So I'll go one, four, six. Yeah, I went uh, four, three, two. I thought the seven, I thought uh, was going to be my long shot play in here. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of looking in here. I was, I was probably, if I played a pick four, mm-hmm. I would probably go everybody, but probably the five. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I just, I like the outside draw. And it's second time Justin Clark. He does pretty well yes. uh, around the hook. And it ha- was fairly close there in Golden Gate, uh, two outs back. And uh, just if he takes uh, you know, a, a liking to his, the nighttime oval, hopefully uh, he can run a big one. But 
again, I'm not too uh, confident here. I, I agree with you. I, I think the the one horse uh, you've just been foos if he can get away, um, this could be the could, could be long gone. You know, he has just kept the task both times mm-hmm. in the last two. Just lacked uh, room along the rail there, and uh, you know maybe with a little better luck he could have got through and won. But yeah, I I would probably I'd probably go pretty deep in the fifth. Yeah, I'll go one. Four, six. Four, three, two. All right, that's race number five, the start of the Lake Big Four. Race six, final pick three of the night. If you've been knocked out, which could be likely, uh, just like I am, because <laughs> uh, I don't know how deep I'll go. Uh, but we can start a Lake Big Three here in race number six. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'm a fan of playing right back to pick threes when I'm out of the pick four, specifically if I like a few runners like I did uh, last week with Rodnikov. If it wasn't for, for Rodnikov, or the second leg of that pick four was actually my my lock of the night, and he, he won. Um, I forget the name of the horse, but he ran along the inside. He it was like a four way photo. Okay, he got the nose in front. But yeah, I decided to play the pick three just because I like the price of Provodnikov. Um, so sometimes I, I don't mind playing the pick three right back if I'm out of the pick four. We'll see what kind of uh, what kind of luck we have in race five. But race six, three hundred yards, quarter horse years, uh, going. Uh, they are maidens, yeah. 300 yards. Field of six. Um, Devon Abusud has been knocking at the door a few times. Nine to five on the morning line. Ayala jumps back aboard. He was aboard on the, in the debut back in May of 2017. Is this is this a spot to break the main? End? I mean, I mean, I hope so. I mean, this, this is a horse for people that watch replays. Yeah. I mean, it's just been a teaser all yes. along, mm-hmm. and just loves to find trouble. And uh, we were playing them all last year. If you look at the running lines, just been running against you know all the big time horses here: Revenant, uh, Mesmerizing. Call me Cole. Uh, yeah, call me Cole. Quite my up. favorite cartel. Uh, Quite up, who my yeah. dad claimed and, and won back with last Sunday mm-hmm. uh, for a decent price, but and chance to fire. But so has been running against the toughest competition. It gets a little freshening here. Comes back and, and gets Ayala. I just think with a clean start, hopefully this horse can get in the winner's circle. And, you know, that was a better than look fifth last time because this horse kind of drifted in, bumped, and then kind of leaned on the runner towards the inside. He kind of, that motion with the, with the horse just leaning on and never really getting a, a hold of the ground. Yeah. Could have easily finished seventh or eighth. But the fact that this horse finished fifth, beating about two, two and a quarter lengths there, was more visually than what, it, more visually impressive than what it appears on paper. So, just on class and trips alone, the three should win. Picked him on top as well. But if he, you know, if he's a tease like he's always been, I think yes. it opens the door for the one horse here, Fools Manchu, who's broken on top the last two starts. Uh, was able to hold on for second last time out and has gate speed. Um, I think that opens the door for the one if the three makes any kind of mistakes. Uh, for third, the two freight team blues there, good second there last time out, beating just a neck, a broken. Pretty much as perfect as you can. Drifted out. Was a little bit hard to ride in the second half of the race. And should have probably won there. But had to settle for second. So I'll go 3-2-1. But um, I think a lot of people might be singling a three here. Yeah, I went with the same numbers as well. 3-2-1. A little horse I gave a look as a long shot is a, another book. Mm-hmm. Who was pretty highly regarded uh, coming into last year as, as a two-year-old. You know, as a really well-bred horse. You know, out of a really... A really nice mare, Callan Rocks, uh, that Doc always sells is, is really a, a high purchase there at the Los Al Equine sale every year. But, 
you know, had been finding trouble and just didn't live up to billing. But I like that this horse gets a nice jock change from Tony Guyman and Erasmo Gasca to Cruz Mendez. I think uh, horses really improve off those guys. And, and I, I think is drawn uh, towards the outside will definitely help this horse. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tricky race. If the three doesn't fire, it's wide open after that. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going all in on the three. That, that's going to be my key to the pick four. All right, so I'll go three, one, two. Three, two, one. All right, that's race number six. Race number seven, the start of the late double. There's two races left. You know what time it is, Curtis. The late daily double. And my lock of the night in race number seven. In the same race? Are you trying to kill people? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you guess it. Right off the bat, you know it's not going to be a three. So now that leaves the door open. So my lock of the night, take a guess. Gosh, I'm going to say the four? Yes, yeah, the four. Soaring Eagle here. It's going to be my lock of the night. Paul Jones. Look who's back riding. Talk about jockeys coming back to ride. Ramon Sanchez. Yes. Scheduled to ride here for Paul Jones. Uh, and I've seen the entries for all uh, for throughout the week. It looks like Ramon Sanchez is going to be taking over for a lot of the business for Paul Jones. Um, uh, Yala is going to have a lot more options. He's he's on the other Paul Jones here tonight. But I think Ramon Sanchez is on the correct one. This horse was pinballed uh, pretty severely there coming out of the start. Uh, shuffled back to last. Had to alter his path and finish. Uh, she finished with pretty good energy past the wire. That was only the debut, and that was a much, much tougher maiden special uh, special event field than tonight. Turfer is first down, and First Lady Perry uh, and Walk on Blues. Those are much better horses than any of these runners. Um, so I think the four lands a pretty soft, straight maiden field. Uh, very bred to be a good one by yes. one famous eagle out of the terrific. Uh, Mayor, a political time, and this was this horse was purchased at the auction for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They do- dropped one hundred and fifty thousand dollars at the Ridoso sale. Obviously, she she didn't pan out to be the the early blossom that she probably had mm-hmm. they probably had hopes for. But I think she lands a good field to to show what she can do. Three to one on the morning line. I'll make a soaring eagle my lock of the night. I'm right there with you on the four. Just uh, royally bred filly here. You know, just throw out the, the debut effort, you know, bumped around to the start, like yeah. you said. But going back to the June 9th work, I really like this horse uh, broke clean and uh, got the lead and went on to draw clear one by one and wasn't really asked. So I'm just going to base everything off that. And the breeding line here, I think it, it should be good enough to win here in the seventh. For a second spot, I went with the three sassy on fire for mm-hmm. Mike Robbins. Uh, I believe this horse was was getting bet as well last week. But was uh, what did she break through the gate? I believe and, I, I, and ran off. I think this is this the horse that that went into the paddock. Yes, yes, she uh, got through. They just had the uh, plastic, plastic doggies. So this is not the the horse that completely went through the gate metal one. No, no, this is the the one that did it like a week after that one. Yeah. So this one did it because the the first horse actually broke the gate, like the metal yes. gate. It won't open and close. So they put like these plastic barriers now yeah and this horse went through the plastic barriers so she broke through the gate um went into the paddock had to be scratched uh but i think she's well meant for for uh, for mike robin so I, I do agree that you i see some potential on this one yeah this is another well-bred one you know walk through fire out of the really good mare just asked me who you know has thrown some babies not i wasn't a big fan of the three works especially uh this late in the year that uh, tells me they just needed a lot of time to mature you know especially after what we saw uh, last Friday night, but uh, just uh, has the look of a runner here. Uh, fits right here at this maiden level. 
Uh, for third, I went with the one, the other first-time starter here. Uh, or no, uh, third first-time starter yeah. here in race seven. Trace Leche for Jose Hernandez. Uh, that July 3rd work of 12-4 broke well and dueled and just inched away. Uh, one by three-quarters of a length. Uh, I thought it was pretty well. Not a huge fan of being drawn along the inside, but you know, uh, Jose Hernandez can pop a first-time starters. He's hitting at 20%. All right, so I'll, I'll go 4 two, five. I'll give the edge to the experienced runners here. Uh, I'm I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach to see what the first-time shotters has. But like I told you, lock of the night, a soaring eagle. The two, my dashing secret for second there. I thought, you know, broke clean, kind of flattened out late, but maybe this horse is slightly improving each and every start, so I'll pick him for second. The five, you look fine. Uh, kind of broke the best out of that field there for the inside runner, but then kind of lugged out and bothered a, a foe there. The two posts or the three posts, if I remember correctly. And Ayala just wrapped them up, uh, wrapped her up, excuse me, and never really uh, ran her race. So uh, I think she can run much better. So I'll go four, two, five if you're playing exactly in Trafectus. But lock of the night, a soaring eagle. Excellent. I went four, three, one. All right. That's race number seven and uh, race number eight. But before we do that, why don't we take a break, catch up a live race here at Del Mar that I have some wagering interest on, and then we'll come right back. And finish up with race eight and Ridoso, Derby Petriti coming up next. Excellent. All right, we're back after a brief intermission. Uh, went to look at the horse that was going to run at Del Mar. I didn't like the final odds, so I decided to skip the race. So I'll just watch it. But we're back to finish up the card on Saturday night, Los Lomitos, race number eight, 330 yard event to close out the night. An allowance here, compact field of five, but a very, very competitive field of five. Four, actually, three three of the five runners come out of a win. The other two, one, two starts back. Yes. So sharp form for all five of the runners. Who did you end up picking here? Yeah, I went to the, the dreaded two-hole for us. Oh, uh, I yes. went with uh, a horse that I think should really like the extra 30 yards here. I went with the two, LOL, for Jose Flores and Cruz Mendez. Yeah, I really liked the, the first-time start. Uh, was knocked into rival and finished out pretty well. Came back in the trial against Miss K.O. and Conquering Marie. One Barry. Three really tough rivals there. Probably wasn't going to win. But then came back and dropped into a maiden race again. And uh, just broke in and really won easy there at the start. Won by a length and a half. I think just can get away cleanly. Uh, should really finish with the 330 yards. LOL there. Uh, a horse that kind of showed promise early on. Uh, finishing second on debut. Fourth in a futurity trial. Then finally broke the maiden last time out. Uh, it was a, a better than look win. We yeah. agree on that. It was never, never asked for anything good there and finished in 1581. I'm going to go to the inside here. Just flashy for Fritz Gonzalez. This horse uh, was bumped at the start, um, kind of pushed out there by fellow rival, one cool winner. Uh, but this horse finished with good energy once he leveled out, was just beating third there by half a length. Um, I was originally impressed with the debut win two starts back in 1568. I think drawing the rail could be beneficial. So I'll pick the one on top. I'll pick the three. One cool winner for second there. Uh, comes out of the same race as Just Flashy and Just Missed there uh, in the photo for third versus Just Flashy uh, after breaking out and getting bumped. What was game there? Didn't Never really quit. Um, and the final eighth in that allowance was 9.62. By far the fastest of all final eights of all these five runners. Uh, so I'm going to give the respect that I think they come out of the best race. So I'll go one, three. And the, the, the two who I think could run a much, much better improved uh, effort coming off of that maiden win. Um, 
1581 without never really being asked. Uh, he might have turned around. She might have turned around the corner finally. So I'll go one, three, two. I agree with you on the one. I think just flashy. Yeah, looked really sharp there on the, on the maiden debut, and then ran a nice third and was gaining ground on a horse that I really think is good for the uh, Roberto Dominguez Barn Jimbo Secret. Mm -hmm. uh, just draws along the inside here. Uh, maybe this horse will take to it. Uh, maybe it won't, but you know, definitely is very tough. For the third spot, I went with the four King Cali Kid. Uh, first time off the claim for Valentin Zamudio, who's thirty percent. You know, first time in his barn. Claim this horse for ten thousand from Jaime Gomez off uh, that fifteen seventy seven win uh, was dueled uh, or dueled the whole way and uh, just drew away into the way there in the, in the final. I think is drawn between, uh, in my opinion, uh, two of the most susceptible horses in the race. You know, uh, the three and the five propagandist. Uh, so I gave him a little shot, and if Zamudio can step this horse up, uh, maybe we can get him going in the right direction. Maybe a nice little ending to the night. And that's that's a there's a couple of nice running lines there behind Bell Check and Striver. Pass them under Rose. Last time I just was able to get the job done. First off, the claim for Valentin Zamudio. Ramon Sanchez jumps aboard. So King Kelly did King Kelly kid there four to one. It's actually your longest shot in the field. Yeah, compact field of five. So, all right. To recap, I'll go one, three, two, two, one, four. All right. That's the eight race program. Hopefully, along the way, we also gave you some wiener dog picks. Stay tuned to Twitter for Saturday. I'll be I'll be tweeting my picks race by race. So stay tuned. I mean, you'll be right there in front. You got to have some paddock picks <laughs> uh, for the people down there. They'll be running all over the place. You yeah. might get one in the set with how crazy yeah, those dogs yeah. go. No, no kidding. They might. They might. Uh, you're here. You'll hear them barking uh, next to the set for sure. That's gonna be fun. All right, Wiener Nationals A race program in the books. But before we say our last few words. Why don't we uh, take a look at our friends down in the mountain, Redoso Downs. They have the Rainbow Derby and the Rainbow Futurity this weekend. The Rainbow Derby goes on Saturday. The Rainbow Futurity goes on Sunday. Let's take a look at the Derby first since it goes in order. Uh, and I believe, is the one your fastest qualifier? I'm going to talk D DF AJ Green Leaves. I think this might be the fastest uh, It's actually going to be the four. Uh, six is Crystal. That is she correct. went twenty one sixty six. DFAJ Greenleaves twenty one seventy five. But look at the price on your fastest qualifier mm -hmm. fifteen to one. No respect no. for this horse. I, and this horse is going to get bet down. Uh, I don't expect this horse to be fifteen uh, fifteen uh, to one as the morning I suggest. But very good field here to go in the final four hundred forty yards. A classic quarter horse distance. Uh, we we know DFAJ Greenleaves with this because this horse was. Locally based here back in October. Since then, has uh, has really blossomed, you want to say, in 2018. Has won three of six. Has hit the board in another two spots. So it's going to draw the rail and be one of the contenders. But I think this is a, I don't think it's an easy race. I think it's wide open. Um, and I'll let, you, I'll let you go first here. Who did you end up picking? I went in the two-hole with political oh, attraction uh, like for that. my main man, Josue yeah. Ponce. <laughs> Uh, this was the first time in, in Ponce's barn who uh, just brought a string to Riodoso and he took over the training duties here. But, you know, this horse is just a rocket early. And, you know, you see a lot of ones there in the form and has traveled well everywhere uh, this horse has gone. Uh, Will Rogers, Remington Park, now at Riodoso. Uh, this horse is just a runner. Uh, beat Just Move You, who is the six, who actually won the Riodoso Derby last time. They stretched out to 440 yards and got the best of him uh, there last time. 
but got nine to two here while just move you seven to two. I, I don't expect that to stay there. I'm sure political attraction will take more uh, action than just move you, but I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with two political attraction for Josue Ponce and James Flores. Ooh. Well, I'm picking just move you. I'm, I'm thinking that okay. the tables could be turned here. And just because I'm hoping for a fast track, uh, they had some rain uh, there on trials night. The track was a little bit muddy. Uh, this horse got the lead, was able to finish second there when political traction was able to uh, finish that runner. But I like that Jess Movie is drawn now outside of a political traction. Um, I like the win in the Ridoso Derby from the inside post. They're really easy to win from the inside in Ridoso. So I give this one a, a, lot, a ton of respect off of that victory at 7-1. Ricky Ramirez jumps aboard for a barn that has been uh, clicking on, on pretty good cylinders there, clicking at 27%. To start the meet, uh, I'm just hoping the fast track uh, equals a much better effort from Just Movie. Maybe this one can hold off the late charge uh, of the two. But I do agree that the two is the main threat. Uh, so maybe we can play an exacta here. Uh, I like the six Just Movie here for Rick and Maris and Rodolfo Valles, seven to two in the morning. Uh, but I'm thinking that the one could get bet here. Yes. I'm hoping I can get seven to two. I think I think he'll be right there, right between three to one, seven to two. Yeah, I'm just not at all uh, totally in love with the one DFAJ Green yeah. Leaves. You know, it's really blossomed uh, since going to Remington and put up a you know a nice time there, 21.75 first time at, at Rio Doso. But I, I'm just not sure if this horse is going to fire back because uh, I just love the two uh, being drawn right next to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hopefully, can outbreak him, maybe drift in, put a little pressure on him there. Uh, in the third spot, I went with Hot Stepper okay. uh, toward the outside for. Uh, that old sleepy Gilbreth. Yes. You know, he uh, he's always good with horses that are closers. They might not be the quickest early, but uh, this horse draws the 10 hole. I think that suits this horse uh, just fine being out there on the own, uh, on his own, uh, drawn outside of Hawkeye, who I, I don't think is as sharp as he was last year in his two-year-old year. So this horse could be out there on his own. Cody Jensen can guide him home. Uh, he can get horses to finish. All right, so you go with the two here. I'll go with the six just move you and the Ridoso Derby. I'll be going as race number 10 on Saturday. Sunday, the re the Rainbow Futurity is going to be contested here. Also, we'll go as race number 10. 400 yards is the distance. And, uh, you know, I, my hat's off to Susie Returns. I was completely against her in the Riddles of Futurity. I was able to catch with Blue, Blue Corazon. Yeah, that was a very nice pick. Yeah, but she, she came back and fired a big effort. On trials night, on trials day, 1974, won by two lengths. She's won four or five. The only blemish is that second in the Rodolfo Futurity. Uh, but is she the horse to beat? You know, I, I think she's definitely blossomed in as, you know, the, the toughest runner there uh, in the two-year-old season at, at uh, Riodosa right now. They've supplemented this horse twice now, so the owner's have to be, you know, extremely confident. Yeah. That's $60, I believe, or $60,000 mm -hmm. uh, in, in nomination fees they've had to put up. But uh, I went to the seven, one famous stone for my main man, uh, Josue Ponce. Mm -hmm. uh, just just uh, going right back to him there. You know, Rodolfo uh, Valles swept the uh, Riodoso Derby and Fraternity. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping he can do the same here with the Rainbow. But uh, came to his barn first time off John Steinbaugh. And uh, Steinbaugh had got him to qualify to the Riodoso as well. And uh, just, you know, looks like he lost all chance at the start there and finished ninth. 
but uh, got first time into uh, Ponce's barn there and just drew away by uh, two lengths. Uh, I like that he's well drawn here and hopefully just gets away clean and can show that late kick. Seven to two. I don't know if you're going to get 72. I think this horse is going to get bet down. Based Definitely. On the, based on that two length, when, when you see like twos after the winning margins, people re- tend to gravitate towards at that. But I do agree that that horse was impressive there on trials day. I'm going right to the outside. There's going to be a duel okay. of the gates. I'm going with the eight, Little Lil, uh, for uh, Valeriano here. Uh, I like the visual impression of uh, this horse on trials. 1978. And it really improved there off of that troubled effort. Uh, two starts back in the trials when he hesitated. She hesitated at the start. Never really fired there to finish fifth. But one of the debut at Sunland, four starts back, qualifying to the West Texas Futurity. Uh, was not really a threat there after finishing ninth. But maybe this horse, she's acclimating to the mountain, feeling well. And I like the improvement last 10 outs, 1978. We'll see what kind of final odds we get. but. Uh, Six to one, nothing wrong with that. So I'll go with the eight, Little Lil. Yeah, uh, the eight beat the runaway favorite, who's a, a really nice runner for mm-hmm. Blaine Wood. I think that horse qualified for the Rio Doso. So to beat that horse by a length and a quarter, uh, definitely no easy task to accomplish. I like the uh, the ten horse MM four in the morning. That's a that's a, uh, which, to go in there. We, we were talking about him. Shot, yeah, I uh, think that would be a long shot play for sure on the exotics. Yeah, uh, Ricky opted to ride this horse over, who is it, uh, the five, Flying yeah. Cowboy, one, two, three. And uh, you're getting a nice 20 to one uh, over 10 to one on Flying Cowboy, one, two, three. But uh, drives like, uh, draws that coveted uh, outside position mm-hmm. there at Riodoso. So uh, uh, maybe can just uh, fire clean from the outside. Flashing Candy, I think, is a nice horse. Probably shouldn't cause too much trouble in it. So uh, could drop a bomb there. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see who goes in the final. So... Again, Futurity, I'll go with the eight little Lil. And I'll go seven, one famous stump. Ooh, long shot. We agree on a long shot, though. The 10 M- yes. MM4 in the morning could be could be the, the key there for the exotics. But fun finals there in the Derby, in the derby and the Futurity at Redoso. Fun night on tap for the Winter Nationals. It's going to be fun. Oh, man, I'm, I'm tired. I'm out of breath. What time do you think we'll be getting out of here Saturday night? Ooh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, now with Del Mar running late, uh, they pushed it back so far. I don't. We, we might be getting out of here. Uh, maybe eleven forty-five midnight. All right. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> let's let's hope we pick a few winners. And uh, you know, when we pick a few winners, we can stay here all night. I don't. I don't mind. We, yeah. We usually walk here out the parking lot together and talk about our bad beats or our good hits. So <laughs> uh, hopefully, we're talking about good hits instead of bad beats. All right. That's the show. We'll talk. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.